Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Better now. As always, always good to hear. Tonight's been one fucking hell of a roller coaster. Yeah. What have we been doing? What, what was the first thing? Well, we sat out on my porch for a while, but that's besides the point. We talked about how fucked the world is and how fucked we are in the near future. We talked about, oh, what, serial killers, mass shootings, and everything? Because you have, and it, it just, it seems like an innate knowledge of that stuff. Uh, the f- stink bug has finally been promoted to the wall for my lampshade. Look at him go. There's, there's this stink bug that's been on my lampshade for the past 30 minutes just running in circles. It's hilarious. I wish you were here to see it. From there, we, what, talked about Joe Rogan, Kanye, uh, Duncan Trussell. Our friendship is so fucking weird. Music. Music, yeah. Tiger King. Tiger King, oh yeah. How I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, we're chilling. I mean, I can't blame you. It's so out there. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I know people have watched it this year like there there are so many people that say it's like this brain blast of, he's back to the lampshade it's this <laughs> brain blast of a show like it it blows their minds i talked to this this girl who was like fucking this nurse who was drawing my blood at one point was like yeah have you seen tiger king i was like uh no she was like oh dude ah oh, you gotta go watch it it's insane it's fucking incredible, and I was like, okay, that was back in, like, what, March? Still I, haven't done I watched it. it in an evening. In one sitting? Yes. No, not in one sitting, but, like, from noon to midnight, I watched the whole thing in that time frame. Oh, my God. In one day? Yeah. I mean, I had I had breaks and everything and dinner, but I was... Entranced. I was farting around, not doing anything. So, yeah, I watched Tiger sure. King. That's kind of chill. All right. I what? put it off for a while too. Everybody, everybody was so when somebody's so on something, yeah, and they're it was pushing, so it, pushing it, pushing it, everybody's doing it. And I'm like, I don't give a damn. And then I was enticed, and it was all over. Yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah. What are there. we talking about today? Tonight, I'm actually very excited about this. Tonight, we are talking about the brand new Fleet Foxes record titled "Shore." It was released on, what, the summer solstice this year, um, which I would expect no less. Big day. Expect no less from these guys. Um, They are an indie folk outfit, uh, I believe, hailing from Seattle. Yes, Seattle, Washington. So, and they've been around for quite a while. I'm a little late to the Fleet Foxes train, but I've gone back, I've listened to their entire discography from basically front to back. I don't think they have a bad record under their belt. Um, They've been at it since the late 2000s. I think they formed around 2006, um, and they started releasing in 2008 with an EP, uh, and then they shortly followed up with an album, and... I I was not expecting this. I don't remember how I heard about it. It might have been on social media or something like that. Um, but I heard, hey, Flea Foxes is releasing an album on the Solstice. And I was like, oh shit, that's tomorrow. I wasn't even expecting a Fleet Foxes record this year. I I pogged out. 
I was, I was fucking chilling. I was really excited. I'll give you a little background on the band because there's a little bit of lore here. They are an American indie folk and indie rock band. They sit very, very squarely in the indie folk, neo folk sort of range with some Baroque pop thrown in there. Uh, they were formed in 2006. I was right on that. The band consists of the main members. Well, the main member, the lead singer, most prominent member is Robin Pecknold, who is the most prolific figure in the band. Maybe you've heard his name, maybe you haven't. And then there's Skylar Jelsit on guitar, mandolin, and backing vocals. Casey Westcott, keyboards, mandolin, and the like. Kristen Wargo and Morgan Henderson. There was also there was a, a back catalog of members, which included Josh Tillman, which for those of you who don't know who he is, Father John Misty. Um, he was the percussionist for them for a while, up in, uh, the yeah, up through their second record, I believe. And then he split off and he started doing his own thing. And his uh, solo output has been incredible. I recommend that you go listen to him, especially if you are like a Fleet Foxes fan. If you're a Fleet Foxes fan and you don't know who Father John Misty is, I can't help you. But, well, I can't help you go listen to him, but I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I just know that I was hype as fuck. I was hoping, going into this... Um, that we would get some of, oh, by the way, side note, they've written one of my favorite songs of all time, which is Helplessness Blues, which the album that that comes off of Helplessness Blues is fantastic. It is this ethereal, uh, euphoric, indie, baroque pop, uh, fucking dream world, and it is so, like, it just describes the young man's human condition to a T so well. Um, and it does it all through this very, very organic, natural lens, which Fleet Foxes is very, very known for that vibe. Usually brings on imagery for me of, like, uh, the forest brightly lit by stars and moon. Uh, there's a little stream running through the forest. Maybe there are a couple of Bambies running around. You, you never know. You got, you got a bunch of forest friends lurking on the forest floor. Maybe there's a campfire going, uh, or orchards, orchards, and a, and a nice breeze in the summer, or late summer, early fall. That's what, that's what I'm getting. Leaves turning. That kind of imagery. You get what I'm saying. Which, that is my vibe 310%. So, yeah. I was fucking hype as fuck. So, uh, uh, prefacing, this is my first Flea Fox experience. Did I tell you to listen to this? Yeah. Okay. You did. And I, I haven't done my due diligence and listened to all of their other stuff yet. But, that's okay. Key in point. Don't know that this was the ideal place to start but i'm glad that i'm aware of them now yeah that's yeah. where you I'm should go back going and into this stuff. the angle i'm going into this from yeah it's also been three years since their last record which i think keeps with the timeline pretty well that i've established so there's that other than that i think we're just about ready to talk about the music right if so let's do that shall we So the very first quote under Apple Music that I see uh, from Robin Pecknell, the head of the band, is, This feels like 2017's Crack Up, but 
like a friendly brother, which I feel like is pretty appropriate. They also wrote this alongside of Beatrice Artola, which she has production credits apparently on Adele and J. Cole, funnily enough, which she's on a fucking Fleet Foxes record now, so cool. Sure. This album is 14 songs long. It's 54 minutes, just shy of an hour. So nothing nothing new from the Fleet Foxes or looking at their back catalog. They've done... This is a similar format to what they've done in the past. So nothing new here. Uh, seems like they're going to be sticking pretty much to their guns. I'm sorry, it's 15 songs. It seems like they're pretty much going to be sticking to their guns on this one. For a lot of the time, that is what we get. I'm going to preface this by saying that Shore is a good album. I really like this record, and for a myriad of different reasons. Number one, the vibe is still there. I still feel the same feeling that I get listening to some of the other Fleet Foxes records. The biggest difference being that this is much brighter, and it has much more of an indie pop flair. They kind of lost the... Can I say pretentious? It's kind of pretentious. It's a pretentious in a way that I really like, but like the the artsy up maybe upper class, like upper middle class or something like that. Just the, the, the folk that those people were dabbling in. They, they've lost some of that edge. That's definitely still showing up in this record. Do not get me wrong, but much more of a pop edge to this. Take pop pretty lightly because it's not pop in the way of Ariana Grande. Fun fact, she just released a new track today. Interesting. Maybe we'll talk about her new record at some point. But listening to it, listening to the very first track, Waiting in Waste High Water, which the, <laughs> honestly, the titles of these songs made me think, yeah, we're in for the usual. This is, this is going to be like the, the usual suspects, you know? Or so I thought. I listened to Waiting in Waste High Water and I was greeted with these ethereal and I mean heavenly angelic vocal harmonies and this beautiful bass and just this gorgeous feeling out of the mix that I just am not used to. It's more, I, it's not synthetic. It's, it's still very, very natural, but it's, you can tell that it was, it's more high gloss, not in a bad way necessarily. It's just, it, they've definitely beefed up the production side of things here, which Honestly, when I go back to that track, I really do not mind. I'm, I'm like, I'm swimming in that track. That transitions basically perfectly into Sunblind, which is a gorgeous piece of fucking acoustic indie folk and pop. And Robin Pecknold's, one of the things that I really like about Fleet Foxes up until this point is their songwriting ability. The way that Robin Pecknold can write and pen a tune is otherworldly. He is a fantastic songwriter in his field, one of the best today, I would say, especially judging by his track record. Just the guy is a maniac. He's on one. He's great. Off the bat, right off the bat with this record, there is no dip in quality there in songwriting or anything like that. I'm very, I'm a very happy boy up until this point. This is, this is great. Um, and Sunblind is again, a beautiful track, beautifully written out, beautifully structured, which is something that I really appreciate. But the, one of the biggest left hooks that I got in the track list was track three, Can I Believe You? And this definitely pulled off so much more of that indie pop that I was talking about, especially in the chorus, even though there's a sort of a weird time signature switch in the chorus where they only do two beats 
beats in a measure where they're supposed to be four at one point, it kind of adds to the ebb and flow of the track, so I'm not complaining. But definitely the soaring vocal harmonies along with the studio percussion. Usually Fleet Fox's percussion is much more natural sounding, like they're banging on wood or something like that. But this is, no, this, there's a drum set in this. And the snare is snappy, the hi-hats are crisp, like, it, it sounds like something that you would get on a fucking indie pop track. And that's one of the biggest, I think, differences here. And I thought that they made that oh, however minute transition pretty damn well. I was actually very, very happy with some of the ways that they changed direction on this record. They kept it fresh, they definitely updated their sound a lot, and that's something that I really appreciate. I've been rambling on. Give, give me some of your shit. No, this album sounds like 2020 folk. Yes. It, it really does. It, it is up to the standards of what's being released right now. I think that it holds up. I think it's going to continue to hold up really well too. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this is one that you're going to look back and it's going to be a sore spot in their yeah. discography. They I think definitely bring an interesting brand, don't they? Like it's a, like yes. in this overall scene of things right now with the alternative scene and the folkier side of things they bring a an interesting breath pretty to the distinct table. yeah 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 they have definitely carved their own way and that's something that i can appreciate there's something that like there's a weird feeling that i get with this album that i don't get with other ones it's not a bad feeling but this album to me isn't like a feel good album. It's like a feel better album. It's like that's the album. It's like the album that's like the transition from where you're when you're going to when when you're going from sad to when you're recuperating and getting to the point of good. Like the sun is rising in whatever shitty situation you go. This is this album is kind of like the soundtrack for that. It's like the pick me up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it, it's not that soaring high feeling that you you get when you listen to a, a pop track or something yeah, that no, something that the- gets you going. It, it's not that, but it's one of those songs that brings you from whatever depressing nonsense you were. That's an interesting listening point of view. To before. That's an interesting point. No, but of view. I just I don't I I can't remember the last time that I got that on a record and immediately it was like okay I know exactly the instance where I'm going to be returning to this. And that, that just stood out to me because that's neat. If you, when you're listening to an album and it, it, it strikes you that this album will have a purpose to you later on. I don't know. I use music as a tool a lot. And that struck me as very interesting right away. Cause as I was realizing this, I was like, holy shit, this doesn't happen very much. This is, you know, I don't know. There's any number of directions that I can take this right now. Let's go to instrumentation. They're so talented. Their instruments are like you, like you said that that introduction to the drums was awesome because usually the percussion is is very off kilter and unique and wooden and no problems with that but making the transition to drums and making them sound good is a sizable jump. They didn't make it sound tacky. They didn't make it sound Ooh. like they were trying to like not blatantly bring in a new audience or anything like that. Like try to pander too much. It was just a switch, and they did it. I well. don't think it sounded like that at all. Yeah, it didn't sound pandering. No. Which but would have been my biggest worry. The guitars on this album consistently are godly. 
heavenly. They are so beautiful. Yeah, this album is just very majestic sounding. And there's something that is so raw about organic instruments and the way that they can be used that I don't really hear a lot in music right now. Usually there will be elements of organic instruments in albums. It's like complete honesty. Right. In, in but, a track. But but rarely do I have an out al- do I have an album come into my radar that is fully organic to the point where to to the point where it's just raw and you just hear the the individual person behind each instrument stands out very clearly. And I had that a lot on this album. And from what you've played me on other music, I just get that a lot. That's kind of the vibe, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's an interesting thing to point out, because I completely agree. It's just interesting, because that's not really where music is right now. But that's where they are right now. That's cool. Yeah. I love that about it. That's It's just one of the most unique things when you come across music like this. And it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of a lost art, because that used to just be the standard and that's not necessary for success right now. And it's kind of a bummer. A little bit. It's kind of a bummer. Not that I don't love these massive producers who are capable of playing everything and doing everything, but when you have when you have people come together on an album like this and perform as a unit as cohesive as we see here, that's a that's a it's a rare species at this point. Mm-hmm. I get really excited to see it, but that pretty much wraps up my feelings on most of these tracks. Almost all of the this album is very consistent, and almost all of these tracks follow a, a style of songwriting that is uniquely their own, and I don't think it's going to benefit anybody breaking that down. That's just that's very that's how that's who they are. Yeah, I was very impressed for my first listen. I have some things to say in the next one, but I don't want you to get the wrong idea. This is a positive review from me. This is a positive album, and you'll get the grade at the end. But chill, yeah. Stink bug is on lap (laughs) forty-eight. He's still chilling, dude. He's he's sprinting. Can can I give some more of my spiel? Because I definitely have more to say. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so going off of, I really liked what you said about the individual, um, musicians behind their own instruments, because that is definitely the vibe that I get, but going more off of the indie pop side of things that I was talking about earlier, we actually get more electronic elements in this album than we usually get in a Fleet Fox's record, at least more blatant usage of them. Take the fourth track, Jara, which I would pretty much argue that the first four tracks lean pretty much the most heavily into that new indie pop, which, again, it's very, very marginal. It's very kind of minute. It's not completely blatant or anything like that. It's very tastefully laden in their usual sound. But Jara uh, takes these Vox samples, like these vocal snippets, uh, just this this woman, uh, what sounds like this woman, uh, saying a snippet of like a vowel or something like that. And it's so tastefully laden in the track, it, it opens up the track, it's kind of laid throughout, and it really boisters the soaring vocal melodies and everything of Robin Pecknold. 
it really they've found a way to take their sound update it just a little bit further and make it seem like nothing ever went wrong like within the span of the last three years there nothing changed same guys it's just a little bit updated and that's really really cool there are not a lot of people that can make a switch however minute again to a new newer sound update it and come out on the other side okay there are a lot of things that could go wrong there and they didn't go wrong in my opinion here i was very happy we do however also get some of the good old fleet fox's formula take featherweight track five for example it's this far more stripped back from everything else it's very very it sounds like it was recorded in a fucking cavern or in the middle of the of a fucking forest or something like that reverb heavy everything is soaked in reverb so it makes it sound like you're at the bottom of a fucking waterfall in this fucking basin or something like that and it's just the vocal melodies and harmonies and everything and this acoustic guitar backing it and the song is so good the song is so good all of the vocal melodies are incredible no complaints there same thing with track 14 cradling mother the another one of the biggest instances of classic fleek fox's songwriting in that um we get a longer song structure which not a new thing this one almost gets to the six minute mark i don't think we have anything over six minutes on this record which considering their other stuff actually they've they've consistently gone above that but they've kind of scaled it back a little bit um cradling mother is the longest track here and it weaves in and out of all of these passages with uh really interesting time signature switches it also actually features some more electronic instruments as well or these pads or whatever you want to call them sort of hanging in the background and also the horn sections on some of these tracks including this track are fantastic but i thought the cradling mother going back to their um sort of stringing up their songwriting for a longer format did that very tastefully as well they've also got some piano ballads on here um that are very tasteful take for a week or two track seven or even the last track shore number 15 um incredible this is fleet foxes sticking to their guns but also updating it and possibly trying to reach a newer audience um with a more updated sound more upfront songwriting elements stuff that's not super pretentious stuff that's not super heady it's not like i can listen to this and just get lost in the sound and not even think about what he's saying and that's something that i enjoy a lot about this record i can just get lost in a lot of these tracks <laughs> there are points in this record where that's sort of broken for me we'll get into that in a second but overall this record was a great experience i think just have to say that also Young Man's Game is a fantastic fucking song as well. Okay, let's get into the next section. I'm, I'm going to get the, the worst thing out of the way first. Please. Please, play it on me. The first time that I listened to this album, it, it did not strike me as exciting. I can s sort of see where you're coming from from this. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to hear it. I don't think that this is an album that I could get hooked on. And that's kind of a bummer for me. 
You won't offend me, I promise. No, I'm not going to offend you. Okay. I'm going to break your heart. Okay, do it. <laughs> I think that this album is very tasteful, and I'm very impressed by a, a lot of the techniques used in instrumentation and the way that the songs are filtered and the presentation of a lot of these instruments is phenomenal. And I think that the songwriting is very strong a lot of the time. But but I don't know how much I personally resonate with a lot of this album. And that's why for me it's more of it's more of an album that I go in for the vibe, not for lyrical content. It is there's missing pieces to this album where not it's not a perfect fit for me. I don't resonate with everything that that is sung about. I, I don't feel all of the same feelings and share a, a lot of the things that are discussed on the album. And that's that doesn't take away from my grade. I'm just saying when it comes to, is this an album that I would purchase on, like I would pick uh, purchase a physical copy of and love the physical and hold. copy of this record looks sick the vinyl no, is it's incredible. gorgeous gorgeous the artwork's gorgeous but is this something that i would have sitting on my shelf that i would put on a record player and play through my house this this probably isn't it and there are situations where i will return to this album uh, especially when i'm in the process of needing that pick me up this is going to be a go-to, but it's not for the lyrics. It's going to be for the vibe and listening to the instruments and how colorful and gorgeous everything is. I just, if I had, if there, if this album was composed of seven pieces, there might be at least one piece missing for me. And for me, that's a pretty big piece because this isn't an instrumental album. I, I wish that I could connect more to a lot of the points on this, but instantly I just it didn't hit me and it didn't grow on me over time I was hoping that maybe I would get more and more into those aspects and I I didn't I think that the I think that the lyrics in particular even compared to other songs from other records that I've heard by them I don't think that the vocals are while they're gorgeous and everything I don't I don't think that they're the most striking point of the album and it, it doesn't all fit for me but i think that compared to other things that are going on in the genre right now which indie's kind of a mixed bag it's it's extremely right hot and cold yeah like you either find something that's fucking fantastic or you find something just that's just so unbelievably bland and boring and by the numbers people are playing it so safe people want to try and come across as so artsy it's just shove it up your ass and at this point this isn't that no this God. isn't that this is this this is really you know this almost comes across to me kind of like you said earlier this comes across to me as like intelligent sophisticated music and that's what the feeling I get too. Yeah. And th there's going to be a time and place for that, but this isn't one of those ones that I'm going to be having in my back pocket at all times. 
that's kind of where like my feeling towards the album as a whole that's kind of where i stand and i'm really interested in going back and listening to their other stuff because judging from what i've heard on this and what you've played me that album might be there and i just need to listen to it that's one of those albums that you might want on your record shelf correct so yeah i'm very excited for that and i i don't want to sound like a downer this is really good. That isn't going to take away from my grade. I'm just, that doesn't take away from the, the music or what it is. That's just how it applies and fits in, into me. Okay. And for music consuming as much, as many hours in my day as it does, this isn't going to be one of those ones that is on circulation on a normal basis. Unless if I fall into a pit every night and then I wake up needing this. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Did I make it any sense? No, you do. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see where you're coming from. All right. I'm going to expand or expound upon your um, thing about songwriting. Expunge. Real quick. Expunge. Is that applicable? I forget what expunge means. I don't even think it's a word. I definitely think it's a word. I am no English major, oh. though. Oh, oh, oh. Fuck. While the songwriting, most of it is very much up to par with Robert Pecknell's other stuff, Fleet Fox's other stuff, um, and I adore some of the songs on this project. Some of them are just way weaker than I would have liked them to be. Case in point, Quiet Air slash Gioia. Gioia? I should just stop trying to pronounce things that I don't know how to pronounce. I'm going to keep doing it, just for those of you who thought I was actually going to do that. This track is such a mess. Mostly structure-wise, I thought structurally there are some passages in this song, especially in the later half. I thought the... No, wait. Oh, shit. I think it was actually some of the later points. Yeah, there was some later instrumentation in this track that I really enjoyed. I thought they filled it out really nicely. But the track took so long to gain steam, and there was also this middle passage that was completely unneeded. It None of the parts worked correctly together on this track like they wanted it to at least that's not how it came across to me it 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 was this giant fucking machine where the cogs never worked together properly and that's unfortunate i could see the song working had they just taken it back to the drawing board a little bit there were also some chord progressions on this record that kind of irked me a little bit i guess one of them being maybe maybe I'll I'll catch heat for this. I'm not my season track ten. It's just I I really appreciate the message of the track, but some of the chord changes really just don't work in the context. Like the voicings don't resolve the right way. Some of them just rub me the wrong way. Like it's the the it, it's. You know those oddly satisfying videos where people like cut cake with really, really sharp knives or they just cut through things with really sharp knives and it's a perfect line and everything or something like that. The opposite of that is the unsatisfying part. Core progressions that are odd like that is just it's like the musical equivalent of oddly unsatisfying. It's r slash oddly unsatisfying for me which is unfortunate because again i did like the vocal content i liked the way that he was able to strip things back similarly or similar to a way that he did on featherweight 
less spacey and also less dreamy as Featherweight, more kind of just straightforward folk songwriting. There was also a point in track eight, Maestraza, Maestranza, Maestranza, case in point why I won't stop pronouncing things the wrong way. There was this really, really weird, it's a, it's a pretty good song. Maybe I'll return to it at some point, but there was this really odd passage where they just started shifting through chords for seemingly no reason and i think it was supposed to be like an exercise in like oh i can do like just they did it just to do it just to show that they can do it and it's not that it doesn't necessarily work because i think all of the chords and the resolutions worked with each other but just in the context of the song i was like what why did why do we need this it just felt so unneeded uh to me and that's unfortunate because also a lot of the songs not living up just make them feel really forgettable. I think a long way past the past is the first point in the track list where I was like, okay, we're starting to hit a lull. Uh, there's also a lull between, I think, 10, 11, and 12 where I'm just completely taken out of the album experience just because those tracks don't live up, which sucks. And going off of your lyrical point, lyrically, they don't make as much of a statement or don't take as much of a presence as they have on earlier releases which in the folk genre lyrics are such a huge piece historically of the folk genre whether it be back in the fucking the good old irish uh fucking times where they were writing folk music back then and they were writing about the potatoes being black and people dying and everything or like just this, these stories being passed down through song is what they were meant for or if you get into like the the folk of the early 60s the the folk revivalism basically spearheaded by bob dylan the new york folk revivalist thingamaduhickey um where the main focus it's not on the lyrical and take into account that back then the recording fidelity was not what it is today so they had to account for that um, and they had to make substitutions, they had to finagle this and that, but the lyrical angle, what was being said through the lyrics in folk music was so important, and historically, that's been true, and now that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to show up here in spades or anything, I just would have liked more compelling lyrics a lot of the time. Not to say that there aren't all the time. I th thought that Sunblind, the way that it lyrically did its thing, uh, basically tipping your hat to all these people in your life that have made a change and everything. I thought that that was great, but uh, I, I love this album so much more for the instrumentation than I do the lyrics. And it would be great if the lyrics are always up to par. They're just not all the time kind of sucks but i'm not going to beat a dead horse i'm not going to die on this hill because this record was still pretty freaking good in my opinion and there are some great songs on this record so that's my piece are we ready to head this thing out let's do that then I get excited over artists that are that I look upon so favorably, especially when I'm in the midst of discovering them. To record a podcast like in the middle of this, it's kind of a strange thing. 
because I'm talking about it and I have a I have a lot to go through and decipher before I come to a full conclusion of what this band is and what it means to me. I'm not there yet. It's still cool being in the middle of that though. Like, but I'm yeah. really liking what I'm seeing. Yeah. That that that's where I'm at. That's always a good feeling. And maybe I'm stupid for saying this or, or thinking that this is possible, but I feel like a lot of times artists get out a lot of important ideas or things that have built up over time earlier in their music. I kind of I kind of see that in artists like Coldplay. I mean, you could take any no, any number of No, I definitely things. I agree with but that statement. When you have sometimes. this collection of of things that have built up and then you get you know, pressed to the point where you're making an actual record and all those get put down on paper, I mean, a lot of those have been marinated for years, but to stay consistent and keep releasing music and keep up to that standard, that's a really, really, really hard thing to do. So going backwards, I'm really excited to see what comes up of that. Really like this album. Instruments were really, really my highlight. Golden. Incredible. Honestly, as far as any anything that organic that has come out this year, this this is by far Oh, this my, is nuts. my favorite instrumentation that has occurred on anything this year, let alone single track. Like some of the like the singles on on this are so solid. I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm really excited, and I'm back? I'm really tired huh? right now. <laughs> so I might not sound excited, but I I swear to you, I'm really excited. I I kind of want to go back to it now and listen to it, but. It's too dark outside. This is more of a bright person's music. I don't want you falling asleep. Oh, I won't fall asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got psychedelics in the car, dude. For fuck's sake. I'm going to be bawling on that <laughs> car ride home. <laughs> You're going to be seeing the sun rising in a thousand... Just like hella fucking chrome. Like it, it, everything's fucking bright. Hell yeah. My THC glider. <laughs> That's, that's, what, that's what I call my for Toyota sake. Camry. For, for <laughs> Toyota Camry, what's the H stand for? Toyota Camry, TC, what's yeah, the yeah, H? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you. Go okay. ahead and talk. Uh, my man is also on lap 103. <laughs> for fuck's sake, this fucking stink bug. I thought, especially judging their track record so far... I was praying that this album wouldn't be a misstep. I wasn't necessarily worried about it, judging by their older th stuff. It was sort of just a worry in the back of my mind, and as soon as I got through this record, everything just evaporated and fell away, and I was just wafting in the ethereal bliss of this record, which a lot of times is what Fleet Foxes can do to you. Um, that's just their sound. That's their vibe. I love it. Uh, Robert Pecknold... Good on you. I tip my hat. I kowtow. I bow at your feet. I kiss your shoes um, for everything that you accomplished on this record. All that shit. Uh, this was great. I, I loved a lot of the material on this record. Even though some of it maybe wasn't up to their absolute standards, you know? Like, not breaking the ceiling of, oh my god, this is incredible. It's not a magnum opus. No, it is not a magnum opus. Um, which, honestly... It, 
knowing them, they could still be in it for one. Maybe they release something absolutely mind-blowing in the future. They've already released at least two mind-blowing records at this point. Um, two out of four, and then the other two are just fucking great, in my opinion. So, like, who's here to complain? Not me. I'm not here to complain. I'm here to sing praises. So, what are you feeling? Do I have to go first? <laughs> Should I go first? I can no, go I'll first. go first. No, I can go first. I always make I'll go you first. go first. No, I'll go first. I'll go first. Seven, eight. Seven, eight? Seven, eight. That's where I'm at. This sounds bad. But no, if- like a 7.8 or a 7 to an 8? No, 7.8. Okay, 7, yeah, 8. Yeah. Why didn't I not... I'm fucking stupid. Okay. No, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Do you forgive me for being as stupid as I am? No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> as much of a blithering idiot that I, I am. I do. Also, the H stands for hallucinogenic. Toyota hallucinogenic Camry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's my ride right now. <laughs> what the... F- Are you just going to call it that, dude? No. You're just going to call it to... What's, you, my I whip is THC. melt into those seats. <laughs> I drive, I drive home a puddle of colorful feelings. <laughs> you I don't become do drugs. The I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have prank. leather in your seats, right? What? what? What are your seats? Your seats aren't leather or pleather or whatever the fuck. No, they're plush. They're a plush? No. Yeah, you just become the plush of the car. Exactly. Your foot becomes one with gas pedal. Exactly. This is fucking stupid. 208,000 miles of good vibes. <laughs> Hell yeah. 8.1 is what I'm feeling. 8.1, Ooh. 8.2. I'm feeling a low eight. That. Low eight. Which honestly might be the lowest that I would give a Fleet Foxes record, but this is still not a disappointment. Believe me, it is not a disappointment. I still crack up is, which is their 2017 is the one that I have returned to the least. So maybe this one will beat out that one in retrospect. Maybe the grade will go up a little bit. Maybe it will go down in the future. I only would foresee it going up though. But if you have learned nothing from this podcast, take away this. Go and listen to Fleet Foxes. Go listen to this new record. Go listen to their fucking older stuff because that shit is so good. Will shatter your earth if you are into the indie folk of today because it is the best and brightest that there is in the field. Um, and I hope, if nothing else, take that away from this episode. Also, listen to us more. We're so sorry that our upload schedule is fucked. We're in the heat of the semester. This week is midterms week for a lot of people. Even though our midterms, even though midterms week is such a vague term now, because midterms are now like for me three weeks in a row. There are three different midterms that I have to take within the span of three weeks. So I have a hell of studying to do. Honestly, it's not that much studying. I can't complain that much. The midterms are kind of a joke to me. But like midterms week is the span of like four weeks for some people. And if you're one of those people, I pray that the midterm gods smile upon you. Good grades be in your future. Thank you. But that's our excuse. Thank you. Yeah. I needed you're that. Welcome. Yeah. I, <laughs> we're in the heat of it, boys. This is weird. Yeah. It's, it's fucking Let's go get fall some. semester COVID 2020. Let's fucking get it. We're uh, the COVID community. What are you? What are we going to call the people who graduate in COVID? Isn't there a name for people who graduated during COVID now? I can't ooh, remember. Ooh, I'm gonna. We'll I'm get, just gonna be a COVID we'll, graduate. We'll open. Same with as my that girlfriend next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what we'll open with. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We have new albums. We have new reviews. Every <laughs> new Friday, reviews of albums. 9 a.m. We're we back on the Friday 9 a.m. thing, so check Hopefully. that out. Don't At this point, don't take our word for much of no, anything. No, take my word. Life happens. Shut up, Tyler. Life happens. It just is what it is. We are so sorry about the upload schedule. It is of no fault of anybody other than midterms fucking us in the ass. And that is my plea. May the jury rest my case. All right. Here's the deal. <laughs> it is a, it is a decision between what is fun and what is responsible. I have an immense amount of fun editing these episodes. But when it comes to that or looking at this homework I don't want to do and seeing, all right, I got 120 math problems to do. I can't edit the episode. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at like with school in in general and and let me just say that things versus other things but tyler i'm does going to make it of the work i am shit no that's a lot. yeah no tyler's the one hearing the sound through the headphones while we do this fucking podcast he's the one that drives to my fucking studio uh i don't have to go shit for anywhere he's the one who has the upload schedule he does most of this shit i'll give him a fucking lo-fi hip-hop transition every once in a while maybe if we're lucky <laughs> if i ever get around to it yeah and i have like five different essays in my computer waiting to be uploaded to the website if you've gone and looked at that and you've seen that there's been no activity i am so sorry that is on me i just I tip my hat to you now, Tyler, because you are the man Thank of you. this household. Thank you. I will take. Th- th- never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never no, mind. Never didn't, mind. I didn't I'm, hear I'm that. The, I'm, that just didn't the, I'm just the, the twink. I'm just the twink. I'm just the twink. <laughs> it's not. It's not a sex thing. I promise. Oh, that's gonna come back to haunt me. No, no that that didn't make the cut. No, that that's didn't make already, the cut. <laughs> that's pre out. All right. 49 minutes. Yep. Cut that there. Okay. Okay. Thank you for listening. New episodes Friday 9 a.m. It is going to happen. Let's try this again. Okay. We have a donation link. Go to the link in our bio in the podcast or go to our Instagram bio. Follow Sound Audits while you're there. Sound Audits. Also follow Fleet of Foxes on Instagram. They're just Fleet Foxes. They have something like 90,000 followers or something ridiculous like that. I don't know why they don't have more. We're on Twitter. You can find us, soundaudits.com. If you want to shoot us your music to listen to or conversate about things, soundaudits at gmail.com. Check out Ian on OnlyFans. Fuck yeah. I will have new music coming down the pipe. It'll be under a different name. That other track was an anomaly. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, dude, I'm going in a different we direction. Are, this hype uh, is fuck. All right. Dude, I, I'd listen to my own songs in the gym. Is that a egotistical? Am I stroke my own dick? Are they good? I think so. Then we're good. I only I only make music that I like. I only make music that I know will be 10 out of 10. I would hope so. Yeah, absolutely. If we were to... I, I judge my music on the fact that were I to review this song on the podcast, would I take a ripe old piss on my own music? Or my own would music? you? Hmm... And right now we'll I'm I'm in I'm in the realm of it's it's a savory sweet. I, I I'm enjoying the consuming of this of, of this music. It doesn't taste like dog shit, so that's good. Anyway. Can you tell it's been fourteen days? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had too many things to say. Oh well. Yeah. Thank you we all for listening. how podcasting works. Oh well. We love you all. Thank you all for coming out. Those of you who have stuck around and aren't dead yet. Um, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Uh, if not for your own sake, for other sakes. Vote. 
If you want to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time, man. All right. We're we'll just going to, yeah. We'll see let's you get out of here. We're tired. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Take care. Fucking peace out, lads.